this thing on? <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> Happy motherfucking Monday, guys, and welcome back to Mixed Opinions. So I just want to quickly start off this episode by saying, I don't know about you guys, but I have been a victim of a misogynistic prick. He's also been the victim of me. I will say that because I have ended up wholeheartedly quitting on his ass. Funny thing is that misogynistic prick was in a female-dominated workspace. I encountered a misogynistic leader while working in retail. Currently, I am working in the construction industry. And yes, of course, that is a male-dominant workplace. What I want to do today is talk about some of the things that I struggled with and that I still struggle with in my current workplace and how you can overcome those things. Unconscious bias is something that's talked about a lot. There are companies now that do trainings on unconscious bias as well as have diversity and inclusion policies. Even though companies are doing this, you're still going to find people that refuse to change. Hopefully, all of this will help you either help them change or help yourself get out of a bad situation and work environment. I want to start by saying that please remember that women have just as many natural characteristics that enable us to be great leaders and great managers. And four of the ones that I would love to talk about first are empathy, emotional intelligence, communication, and the fact that we tend to be well organized. There have also been studies done by the Harvard Business Review women outscored men in most leadership competencies. For me, when I look through some of these statistics, we are close. It's not like there's a 40% spread in between people's opinions. But what that tells me is that we're even more equal than what men want to give us credit for sometimes. Though there are things that we have to work harder at and stigmas that we have to break about ourselves, we are clearly just as competent to be leaders and managers as what they are based off of the research. So to start, where do some of these biases come from? Well, I have a few male stereotypes and female stereotypes that I think will help to shed light on where some of the biases I'm going to talk about a little bit later might stem from. A few of the male stereotypes are that in general, men are viewed as and expected to be assertive, independent, confident, competent, forceful, dominant, and tough. Traditionally, males are seen as the decision makers at home and the head of household, and that means they're going to hold more administrative positions and have more heavy-duty jobs like plumbers, electricians, construction workers. For women, a few of those stereotypes are that we are viewed and expected to be almost the exact opposite, compassionate, sensitive, expressive, supportive, affectionate, kind, and emotional. 
we usually hold things together from behind the scenes. You don't see us on the forefront. That translates to us having the administrative support positions like secretaries and, and assistants. Also, women usually go into fields that require doing social good, like social worker, teachers, nurses. And if we're not in those types of positions, then the traditional viewpoint is that we should play the housewife or the caretaker. Unfortunately, stereotypes are derived from truth right? Some of it tends to be true. Not all stereotypes, but some stereotypes. I know a lot of women that this is them to a T, but what stereotypes and unconscious bias don't account for are those nuances. So if you're not familiar with what unconscious bias is, unconscious bias in itself is a prejudice or stereotype that an individual has about you purely because you're different than them. And those differences can be based on various things like race, ethnic group, gender identity, sexual orientation, your physical abilities, whatever it may be. Someone has looked at you and based off of things that they know about you or that they can see, they have a initial unconscious response. So what I want to do is today I want to talk about a few unconscious biases toward women and how I have experienced them and how we can continue to move forward. First of all, negative bias. That's purely a bias that someone holds against you because you're a woman. They think that because you're a woman, you, and even a woman can hold this towards you, right? So this is a bias that a man or a woman can hold toward another woman. But, but they think that because you're a woman, you should be pleasant, likable, not particularly forceful, competent, and suited or suited for high pressure competitive leadership tasks. So I saw that in my job today, not specifically underneath the, or within the four walls of my company, but when I'm dealing with subcontractors because they don't want to. I've literally had people walk off a site and be like, I'm not going to have that a bitch tell me what to do when all I was doing was talking to them about what needed to get done for the day or any adjustments that needed to be made in the today's plans. I'm just like, so, you know, would you walk off of a job and say that you're not going to be told what to do by a guy that's being a dick or a son of a bitch or a bastard or whatever you fucking want to call him? I bet not. I bet you're fucking sweet ass not. Another thing is benevolent bias. So sexism that arises out of traditional gender stereotypes in the workplace when a man views women at work as mild-mannered, gentle, and not particularly competitive, he's likely to think that she needs to be shielded from more like rough and tumble demands and characteristics of frontline business and professional responsibility. So being that I was on a so my retail team was all females versus, and we had one male general manager. There was no such thing. Like we had to be up to the task. Us being a woman didn't necessarily matter. I think that where certain things did come in and that I didn't like was 
when he didn't feel like we were handling the business to the same level he was, instead of keeping us from the task, he would talk to us in condescending tones, tell us we needed to grow a pair of balls and get out on the sales floor and make shit happen. And maybe he wouldn't cuss at us, but him telling us we needed to grow a pair of balls absolutely did happen. And I would say that if you're dealing with something like that, a man looking at you and telling you to grow a pair of balls and get out on a, a floor and make, make get things done insinuating that you are incapable because you do not have a set of balls I would encourage you to talk to HR or find another job because you're dealing with there again a misogynistic prick there's another bias called a agentic bias if you're not familiar with the word and I'm going to be honest with you I was not familiar with the word agentic Agentic is described as someone's power to control his or her own actions, goals, and destiny. So controlling your own destiny, basically. Women are viewed negatively for be behaving agentically. It can tend to make people uncomfortable and cause them to think that you're socially insensitive, abrasive, and disagreeable. So my experience with that, I have had, so most recently... Well, this has happened recently, but this also happened a lot when I was a leader in retail. I'd have a lot of young girls come around me and like if they if their period started, they would think that they could come to me, tell me that and expect to go home for the day. Well, guess what? I don't really empathize with you for that. I understand that some people's periods are worse than others, but what adults do is they are prepared. So what would happen is when I'm directly like, no, we have a stash of tampons in the back for situations like this. I don't understand the need for you to go home. They would come at me and I was a bitch. Well, I thought you would understand. I do understand. I have my period too. I also understand that I have taken the, the steps that needed to be taken to prepare myself for if my period starts when I'm at work. What, what, the, the, the fuck? My business should not be hindered by your period, something that does come monthly and that you as a woman should be, be prepared for. And you know what I can empathize with? You being prepared, asking me for 30 minutes to go and adjust and come back into work. That's what I can understand. What I can't understand is you thinking you should have a day off just because you forgot your might all. Uh, so no. Know that there is a way to present yourself that is more acceptable as a woman, but fuck that shit. That should go out the window. You are not pushy. You are persuasive. You are not bossy. You are a leader. You're not harpy or naggy. You're tenacious. If you're just purely being you, you should just probably like just brain dump that shit and not fucking listen to it. There's another one called self-limiting bias. And I put this one in there not because I'm personally a victim to it, but because I think this is one when talking to other women that's very common. It's when it causes a woman to become anxious and uncertain when faced with tasks at which she assumes she cannot do as good as a man. I'm kind of that person that anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Um, so that's me. I'm humble enough to say that there are things that I could use help with whether it's from another woman or from a man I, I'm not gonna knock help I'm not going to refuse help when it's needed I will say that but I get shy when it comes to certain things I was talking to my sister about this and I will say like the shyness behind it I'm not shy I get embarrassed so I don't like 
when I fail at things. And so sometimes trying out a new task, I will get anxious or nervous about. That's different. It's not that I think that I can't do it as well. It's that I know that when I start out, it's not going to be as good as if I had practiced it. That's a different thing. I'm purely talking about allowing yourself to be crippled by the fact that you don't think you can do the same task as tasks as a man thinking that you can't argue to the ability of a man when you're in that courtroom or think that you can't perform that surgery as well as a male surgeon or thinking that I can't be as great of a construction manager because I don't have a dick and balls those are the types of things like no all of you women out there you can do all of those things it doesn't matter what the job is women can is the biggest thing women can so the final one that I want to talk about is motherhood bias a lot of times I don't even talk to people about being a mom I think because I think sometimes if you're a woman and you're a mother you're supposed to be all warm and sweet and kind and smell like mac and cheese and ready for an embrace and no like don't fucking touch me I'm not your mom like I'm not over here to be warm toward you I save all of that shit when I get home so this article is only like two or three years old it's not more than that and you're going to be like the fuck when I say this but this article said that 16% of Americans believe a mother should work full time outside of the home that's only 16% believe that so what it's going on to say is it's inevitable that there's going to be negativity toward any woman that is looking to work a 40-hour week work week or 50-hour work week and pursue a career, like truly just climb that corporate ladder. Just because I desire to be successful in my work life doesn't mean that you should look down on me for it. I, at this point, I've, I've atta- obtained an associate's degree and a bachelor's degree, and that took a lot of time away from home while I was doing both of those, especially the bachelor's degree. I was full-time. I was a full-time worker the whole time. I was away from my home a lot. I will admit that my son didn't get my attention the way that he needed. My home didn't get my attention the way that he needed. That's my prerogative. The way that I looked at that was I was doing something to better my son's mine and my son's life, and I shouldn't be looked down upon for doing that. Other women, other moms may look at you in a negative light for that. Other men also. But within a workplace, another way that this bias can negatively affect you is that you might be excused from night meetings. You're not assigned to projects that require you to travel. You're encouraged to leave work early or come in late. And you might be held to lower performance standards than your colleagues. If this is happening to you, if you want it to be that way, then that's fine. Like if you're what you're truly doing is trying to clock in, clock out, then okay, like you're good. Clock in, clock out. If they're going to give you a free pass to do what the fuck ever you want so you can be at home with your family, you got a partner or you're making enough to where you don't have to worry about shit, then by all means, honey, you do you, boo, and you get the fuck out of that job as quick as you can. You know, if they're going to be stupid enough to let your performance lack and you still make $200,000 a year salary, well, then, you know, that's them. They can do that shit. But for me, 
I'm always striving to do more. To be held at a lower standard right now is insulting and understand that it will hinder you from moving forward in your career. Don't allow those things to happen. Take control of your own destiny. Let them know that that your career and your home life are separate and that you have taken the time to balance them to the best of your ability. From there, let's talk about what we can do to change things for ourselves, and what we can ask from our male supporters or men. If you're out there listening, I'm going to give you a few pointers and things, food for thought, things to think about. First of all, ladies, you need to own your value and ask for more. Like I was saying previously when I was talking about the motherhood bias, know that certain behaviors in the workplace, certain things that people are talking to you about being a privilege, they can actually hinder your career. And if what your goal is, is to climb that corporate ladder, then you don't need to be hindered. Continue to stay in the grind every fucking day. Nobody is going to take care of you the way that you can. Demand that you be held to the same standard and demand from yourself that you stay accountable for the climb. Okay, so the next thing is embracing ambition and pursuing power. Please remember that you are your best chance at a better future. Never stop climbing and remember that there are going to be moments where you might feel like today is just not your day. Maybe you've gotten over your head, you're doing too much. Just because in a moment, just because you have a moment of weakness, don't let that define you. Get back up. Keep pushing. There's a meme that I found and it says, a strong woman never gives up. She may need a good cry or a day in bed, but she will always come back stronger. This also says to make sure that you're lifting as you climb. I think that this will help with embracing ambition and power. To lift as you climb means to empower the women around you that are trying to do the same thing. Don't look at them negatively. Look at them as a support system. And through that, you will realize that you become stronger. I always truly enjoyed mentoring and training. That is... That was a way for me to make a legacy. And the one thing that I remember is I had a girl that or a young woman that I was mentoring several years ago. It was probably four or five years ago now. And during the beginning stages of her training, she told me, she's like, I want to work with you because you're the best one here. She's like, and then I'll be better. And I looked at her and smiled and I was like, I'll accept that challenge. Understand that I gave her every single tool that she needed to be as good as me. And then I gave her hindsights to help her be better. I never hindered her. And she ended up taking a different career path. Do I think she could have been better? Hell yeah, if she would have put her mind to it, anybody could be. That's the way that things should be. 
it's hard sometimes, ladies, especially as a minority. It's hard for me sometimes to lift people up that look like me. You would be like, what the fuck is that? Charlemagne the God brought that to my attention while he was in an interview with Ellen Pompeo on Tell Me. I believe it was him. He was talking about how sometimes he sees other black men in a room with him and it's more of this like, why is he here? He doesn't appreciate or think about all the things that that man had to do to get there. It's the same for women and it doesn't matter what color you are. I have been in rooms with with other women and I can tell that they're doing that to me and I've done that to them. No, what the fuck is that shit? Like, no, get in there. And if, I mean, maybe you are a little jealous. Maybe you are a little envious. Maybe they are doing better than you. Okay, do better for yourself. That shouldn't be something that derives hate in you and it shouldn't be something, it should be a good, powerful motivation. It shouldn't be something that literally holds you back. For me, it doesn't matter what the judgment is that you're having with someone that looks like you. Continue to help them grow and then you will grow with them. Lift as you climb. The final one is accept the risk of failing. This is one that I was talking about earlier. I completely get scared of failure. Sometimes I think about that, think about it as though it's going to define me. But I mean, it's a cliche statement. The fear of what you're going to do should not define you. Do it anyway, you know. And don't allow it to be this permanent pressure that cripples you. You don't always have to have it all together. No one ever has it all together. I would say maybe appear as though you have it together um no one likes someone that appears disheveled but everyone's gonna have off days everyone's gonna have bad days you just gotta there again accept that know that that failing is a part failure is a part of growth and that everyone does it there's not anyone out there the richest man or woman in the world that hasn't failed along the way it's their ability to get up and do better and learn a lesson that's the difference between you and them if you're gonna sit there and stay stuck in your failure failure dwell on that and not move forward that's on that's on you finally how can men help like how what should we be demanding from men and what can men do to be catalysts for change for women in the workplace just offer your support and speak up Those are two of the biggest things. Like there's literally three things on this list and they're simple as can be. The first two, support and speak up. (laughs) I shouldn't, I'm not going to go into those things. I'm not going to explain them. And then finally, rethink assignments. Don't think that just because a woman is a woman, she doesn't want to be doing something. Allow her to do it. Or one of my bosses told me one time, if he ever hears this, he'll chuckle. He'll be like, I was like, why don't you ever send me out in the field with the guys anymore? I like doing things my hands on too. He's like, well, why don't you tell me you want to do it? So there is that, there is that side of the coin. Like, why didn't you just speak the fuck up and say, and I told him, I was like, well, you give me a hundred desk tasks. Like the, the compliment came in. Well, you know, no one out there can do what you're doing in here. You're, you are the most helpful in here. I got a team of people that can do out there. And he's like, if you ever want to go out there, just let me know. And I can have you in the field working with the guys. But for me, I was just like, you're my leader. Think about how there, there should be a balance 
as you're mentoring me and getting me up to where I need to be as a construction manager. So there is a balance. Like, I think also, like, if you're not getting what you need, ladies, like, also obviously, the support and the speaking up and the assignment changes, like, men can do that for you at the end of the day. If they're not, then make sure that you're speaking up and supporting yourself and advocating those assignments. Alright guys, so that rounds out this episode, but guess what? I've been holding out on you. Yeah, I get sneaky like that sometimes. I knew what you were thinking is this one was really short and I was wanting a little bit more, so I went ahead and planned to give it to you. I have a part two coming your way. This is going to be an interview with one of my favorite boss bitches. She is a United States Marine. You want to talk about male-dominated workspaces, stereotypes, unconscious and conscious bias? She has been victim to it all, and she is going to share with us her story on how she makes it through next week. And guys, thanks so much for listening. Take that one step further by following my page and checking out my support links. Every little bit helps and is appreciated. Have a great day, guys, and talk to you soon.